Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. And I'm Charles Rogers. Bradley's coming to us from New York today because he's fancy and has friends. I'm coming to you from the Big Apple, the big Star Wars apple. We're, we're very professional, we're professional <laughs> professionals who travel all the time. I know. Our lives are definitely sexy, and I have not spent the last year holed up in the same room in downtown LA. Even, well, what's so funny about this, let me tell you. So my friends asked me to come on this trip with them, um, you know, to break up the monotony of their relationship, because that's just what people do when they're in a relationship. They go on trips to kind of live their fantasy, I guess. I don't know. I'm not you in bring a relationship. the one friend with you so you can sort of justify it's not a couple's trip. Right, exactly. It's, no, it's a friend group that's going, there's like one other friend. Exactly. So we had, and they were, they were not planning on this. So not only is it Memorial Day weekend, also this is the weekend that most of New York has opened up. So restaurants, everything have all opened up this week. So like everybody's freaking out, trying to get reservations at all these different restaurants. Like they're like, people all went out of town for Memorial Day weekend. So everybody else is like, oh shoot, I can go to this fancy restaurant that I can never get into. And so that's what we've been doing is just going to all these restaurants, just trying to eat as much as we can. So we'll see what happens. Amazing. I mean, that's that's what you get on a podcaster's salary is, is you get... Tons of dinner, fancy dinner reservations in New York. Bradley and I need to talk about the financials after we're done recording this episode because I think he's been holding out on me. <laughs> so there's there's one thing that I quickly want to address before we jump into the episode. Yes. Uh, and that is that I mentioned on a previous episode uh, that we talked about the bogus sound effect. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's the same one. No, you had said it was a Pokemon sound effect, but neither of us could really remember. I said, I'll ask Kyle. Right. I did have a chance to ask Kyle. Kyle and I I actually sat down (laughs) and pulled up on a big like TV Mm -hmm. with like a great sound system so we could listen to the comparisons. So it's alleged that the bogus sound effect is used for the Pokemon Palkia. Yep. When Palkia fires some beam thing. Right. The bogus sound effect is part of that mix. And what we eventually decided after much intense debate, because it was a debate, uh, we had a a legitimate like back and forth for probably about 30, 45 minutes on this. Oh, wow. uh, Was that it's probably that they arrived at the same sound effect the same way uh, because the Pokemon guys probably don't have access to the ILM sound library. Right, right, right. That's and I'm wondering, it has side. to be some kind of animal that they're copying but slightly changing or something. Right, and they just both independently made the same tweak. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Or the library of sounds that they took from just happened to be either generic ones or something so similar that it wouldn't even like you couldn't Kyle even suggested that and yeah. i don't believe that's what happened if only because lucasfilm is very very famous for their sound design mm. and how good their sound design is. that's true i don't know it's really hard to say because i mean to be fair pokemon is not that 
creative it's you know so it's i mean they recycle the same exact storyline every episode but um yeah i don't i don't really they know they still it's, haven't come it, back for butterfree well they never will because i think it's dead by this point i mean it's been 15 years yeah come it's back been, for he, him he's dead come uh, back for him. wow that's morbid so that was the only thing i wanted to get out of the way i did want to address that i we did in fact discuss this behind the scenes gotcha so let's dive into our episode which Hell is yeah. called rampage <laughs> which now, now makes sense did, did <laughs> now you that catch, I, I only just now like it's not in my notes but i'm only just now realizing what i thought it was weird that it was called yeah. rampage i was like oh it's the same as that video game where the monsters fight yeah and only just now i'm realizing oh the episode is called rampage because the monsters fight Right. Yeah, I didn't think of that, honestly, at all until just now, which is funny because I always, whenever I start the episode, again, like I said last episode, I never know what the episode is until the episode starts in front of me because it'll just randomly say the title. And I was like, oh, yeah, like you said, like it's the, the movie Rampage. It's the it's the monsters fighting. <laughs> well, it's a video game first and then they made oh, well, yes. Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson, but... Which was a terrible movie, by the way. I have not seen it. Uh, okay, yeah, I also, when I watch it initially, first thing in the morning, I actually, or late at night, I'll actually go in and I'll just click in from the main page and take you straight to the episode, which was good because this one, if you go into the individual episodes, the thumbnail for it actually spoils the mid-episode twist. Oh, does it? The thumbnail, is, yeah. Go, go and look at it after you've watched the episode. Okay. I mean, you've obviously watched the episode. For our listeners, right, right. go and look at it after you've watched the episode. If that's not how you got to it, gotcha. it'll just tell you what the mid-episode twist is. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Bradley, what did you think of this episode? Um, I actually, I kind of liked it. It was kind of fun. Like, um, I was noticing as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I should know what that species of alien is. Oh, I should know what planet that is that he mentions that they were on at one point i'm like i know this is all from clone wars and i just don't remember at all any of the information i was supposed you've to gotten know. lazy because you know that i'll do all the research right and then i'll come on the show with just a mountain of trivia and you'll you'll come in with that one piece that i don't have I mean, I even wrote down like the first because I had the subtitles on. So I even wrote down the first planet or whatever. And I was like, this must be important because we've probably already seen this planet or something. And it was like, we will, we will get to what we will get to that. <laughs> uh, I, I liked it. It was mid tier for me. Yeah. I liked it a little better than episode three. I agree. For example, I liked it a little better than episode three. I liked it a little less than episode two. It's been somewhere in about the middle for me. So I wrote down that this, um, I, I didn't write it down so much later because it doesn't technically come out till later, but I felt like this episode was very Mando season one. It yeah. Was, it well, was there's like, also like a lot of discussions of bounty hunting and some of the terms right. that come up. Well, it was that very like similar thing of like you, if you want to continue moving the plot forward, you have to stop on this random planet, do something for me and I'll do something for you. And then you can move the plot forward. <laughs> it feels very much like in a video game where you have to kind of grind it. Like you get a section where it's like, oh, you must be level 12 to advance the main plot. And you're only level 10. So you're like, well, I got to go do side missions. It's like a, like a bad 
Ubisoft game or a bad RPG where it's like, nope, you got to go do some side missions before you're high enough level exactly to learn the plot information we jump into our intro and i just want to say here i've i've thought about noting this every episode and i don't think i've noted it yet but i have no idea why they included a skip intro button on three seconds of introduction i you know what's funny funny is i actually skipped it and i forgot (laughs) because i was like i thought oh when i when it says skip intro i thought it was gonna skip the star wars logo intro but I realized now I had already watched that. So I didn't know what I was skipping. And I thought it was maybe like a recap instead. Three seconds. Blah, yeah. And you're into the episode. Like by like the time why? my brain yeah. registers, there's a skip intro button. The intro is already is already gone. Yeah. That's so silly. Hilarious. They have given Omega a hand-me-down kind of walkie-talkie <laughs> arm thing. Yeah. that we've seen both the Jedi and the clones use throughout multiple forms of media. They've given her crosshairs, but he doesn't really need it. And they discuss how they're going to a planet called Ord Mantell, and there's a bounty hunter after them. Now, this is super funny to me mm-hmm. because in Empire Strikes Back, there's the line, uh, Han delivers the line, that bounty hunter on Ord Mantell changed my mind when he's talking about leaving at the start of the movie. Oh. So I thought it was funny that they included the words Ord Mandel and Bounty Hunter, or Ord Mantel and Bounty Hunter right. really close to each other because that's the first time we heard of it. The Bounty Hunter they ran into on Ord Mantel is the one that changed Hans, changes Han's mind about staying with the Rebellion. Gotcha. Did you, you didn't catch that at all. I had no idea that was even a thing, honestly, because... You said you saying it, it brings it back to me. But now I'm like, I was like, I, when they said it, I would have never, I would have been like, yeah, that was probably something. A lot Wars. of Empire Strikes Back references in this show. Yeah. Have you caught that? There's why. a lot of them. I maybe, I don't know why. I, I don't know what the, other than just maybe that's maybe Dave Filoni's favorite movie, but I don't know what else. To... They just have a lot of Empire stuff they're throwing in here. It's just funny to yeah. me. There's a lot of Empire stuff that they're throwing in here. Gotcha. Not really sure about Wrecker's squat form. That's not an exercise that I actually do. Yeah. But he is. Um, pressing his gonk droid again pressing his gonk droid <laughs> i wrote that down them. too i said oh gonk time for gonk presses time for gonk presses i would probably exercise a lot more if i was doing it with a gonk droid right but i did notice uh later in the episode she does say gonky yes i do have that noted that this is our first we mentioned previously in a previous episode that twitter had identified it as gonky yeah uh and I had said, well, I'm not sure if we've actually officially named Gonky. Gonky is the official name now, so now Gonky we know. Gonky is the official name. I have a, a note here to go back and watch the Bad Batch arc from the Clone Wars to see if they named the Gonk droid. Oh, there you go. But we do have an official name. The name is Gonky. The trend <laughs> of there always being a droid continues. Right. So they mentioned needing to talk to someone named Sid, who was a contact for the Jedi during the Clone Wars. Now I checked and there's no mention of Sid anywhere before now. Okay. This was this was not a thing from Clone Wars. This was not a thing that I overlooked in one of the comics. You know, Sid is 
you would be forgiven for not knowing who Sid is because this is the first time Sid has actually shown up. Um, I figured we were going to get another diner owner who... <laughs> 50s diner owner that uh knew the clones or something <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to dexter jester anyway i'm sure there's a comic book about it there probably is i will, <laughs> I will have to go find it for later yeah no and i when we got in this I, i'm assuming it's a it was a bar of some yeah kind. and before before we enter the bar i i just oh. want to say they're running i like the progression of the parenting because yeah. as they're walking up to the bar they're like okay omega what are our rules? What are our rules now? Uh, don't run off. Right. Don't talk to anybody. Call if you need help. Don't trust anybody who's not the squad. <laughs> like every episode, they're gradually building on the last one. Right. Um, yeah, no, they go in there and then, okay, now correct me if I'm racist, but the alien that they first encounter, who seems to be, I guess, running the bar or some kind of greeting at the bar, uh, he is a Trandoshan, or is he a, a, a Bosque alien thing? So it's interesting you should bring up the gender, but also Wikipedia does identify the character as a Trandoshan. Oh, it is, okay. So I wasn't, I wasn't so- It's a Trandoshan. Um, it is a Bosque type thing. Yeah. Just a little bit heavier. Yeah, he looks they, fatter and smaller. So I was going to bring this up later on. Yeah. But the clones referring to Sid as a he. Right. Wikipedia identifies her as a she, and she oh. is voiced by a female actor. So it kind oh. of annoyed me and was confusing that they did this kind of misdirect. Right, and then never actually clarified. They it. never corrected it because they, they don't ever not it. refer to Sid as he uh, afterwards. So the so. joke they're trying to do is that they think that Sid is a man, which does not make a lot of sense in this universe. That they yeah. would just sort of assume this mysterious person is that worked with the Jedi is a man. If anything, maybe, they would not. Maybe in Legends, yeah, yeah they would. It, I guess the misdirect they're trying to do is you think you're looking for a man and then it turns out it's this trained ocean woman, but she never identifies herself as right. female. The subtitles never identify her as female. Wikipedia does. And the voice actress is female. We'll get to the vo who the voice actress is in a second. Cause it's kind of cool. Okay. But this, it seemed like set up with no payoff and was unnecessarily confusing. Yeah, and then I also was thinking too, if she, I, I mean, I didn't know she was Trandoshan, but I just guessed maybe all female Trandoshans are smaller and rounder. You know what I mean? Like there's just part maybe, of the I think, anatomy. I think this might be the first female Trandoshan we've seen. I think she is. <laughs> so that was weird. I, and I didn't, I did not, I swear to you, this whole episode, I did not know she was female the whole time. I thought her voice was interesting because I was like, it doesn't necessarily sound like it fit for a man right like i knew in my that's the joke they're off. trying to go for is that gotcha. the clones think they're looking for a man right it's actually a woman it's kind of a tired joke but because yeah. they never explicitly confirmed that this was a mistake on their part it's like kind of weirdly i'm going by what wikipedia says which wikipedia identifies her as female gotcha who's if, the voice actress 
So we'll just go ahead and say who the voice actress is. The voice actress is a woman named Rhea Perlman. She is... That sounds familiar. uh, She's been in a few things. The one that I've seen that she's been in was she was in Matilda playing uh, Danny DeVito's wife. Oh. Which was funny because up until 2017, she actually was Danny DeVito's wife. (laughs) That's hilarious. They are, according to Wikipedia... They are separated, but not divorced, and still very close friends. But that is is what she's known for, is being in a few films and being married to Danny DeVito. Gotcha. That's hilarious, actually. Well, now she's a Trandoshan. Now she's a a Trandoshan. And she's not a thug. She's a barkeep. That's She owns a casino. Right. So we go into this casino. Um, it's deserted. There's some people fighting. There's some cleaning going on. This is exactly what day drinking in central Atlanta is like, by the way. Right. In case anyone was wondering, this is exactly what it's like. Uh, <laughs> we get the sort of misdirect where they're like, oh, we don't know who Sid is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the misdirect where they assume they're looking for a man. They're actually looking for a woman apparently again it's never explicitly confirmed i'm going by wikipedia which identifies it as a female wikipedia could be wrong either way omega successfully identifies sid and this is interesting because it could either be the real first instance of the premiere or since the premiere of omega actually using the force yeah i thought that somehow or just one of those Attack of the Clones style from the mind of a child moments. I thought it could be both because when you said that, you were I was like, oh, she's got some intuition. She just knows. Like, you know, she kind of looked at her, she's like, you're Sid. But then at the same time, it's also kind of that whole again, like you said, the child is the you know most smartest person in the room where all the adults are idiots, you know, kind of thing. And there's a common thing in star wars so i mean it could have been either one because all all the bad batch basically gave up immediately they were like i'm not sid okay great thanks we'll go look somewhere else (laughs) there are we've identified this in previous episodes they are very bad at not being clone special forces yeah i know it's time they have to be anything other than clone special forces they're Um, super bad at it and this is where I this is where I kind of was thinking that whole Mandalorian uh, mercenary rules thing came up because I was like, when Sid was kind of talking to them, uh, she said, you know, she was like, well, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you, kind of thing, you know. And I was like, oh, great, it's one of those like one of those underworld a, type deals. Yeah, they got to go on a detour again, you know, to go do something else. And I was right last week when I said that this was the episode where we were randomly going to do a detour and she was going to get her bow and arrow. Now, I wasn't like super specific on like the episode being focused on the bow and arrow because they kind of just that was a throw. Again, we're going to we're going to let Bradley do the guessing from here on out. We're going <laughs> to let him make the predictions. Yeah. I I even noted here uh I was wrong that we were actually going to go to Zygeria, but I was obviously right that we were going to see Zygerian slavers. Yeah. So I, I was right about that, but we saw it from the trailer. I was wrong about where we were actually going to do it. So in the recording of this episode, we just cut out about 10 minutes of footage where <laughs> I didn't know whether or not I was wrong about 
the planet the planet from Slaves of the Republic being called Zygeria because they mentioned Cadavo in this episode. And then we had a whole nother section where I said I was gonna like research it and come back next week. But then Bradley had to walk away for like two minutes. So I researched it anyway. Long story short, to clear up confusion, I was right to suggest that they were going to Zygeria because I thought that was where they were going, which is the capital of the Zygerian slave empire. Kadavo that they mentioned in this episode is where the slave processing facility is located. It is a moon or some other planet in that same system where they process the slaves. Got it. So that is the brief tangent to explain uh, that I was wrong about them going to Zygeria, but I was right to say Zygeria because that was the right planet. The Kadava they mentioned this episode is something different. Gotcha. So they mention, Sid says, well, we've got to go get this Moochie kid. <laughs> this Moochie kid. <laughs> this Moochie kid, which Moochie was, I'm going to describe my thought process here. Moochie was my first clue because I went, that name sounds really familiar and I can't figure out where I put like thought of it before really i thought it was a completely random boring name i'm like i know i've heard this okay we're flying out and omega doesn't know what a slaver is which they have to explain slavery to a little kid so that brings up a really weird question what do they teach the kids or the clones as they grow up like as they're you know they only teach them battle. They don't teach them anything else. They don't teach them what a slave is. Or maybe Omega just hadn't gotten to that point in the curriculum yet. Because maybe she's not a fast-growing clone. We don't know. I mean... Maybe maybe it's the equivalent of Space Texas, where they just like to pretend certain parts of American history didn't happen. That's probably 100% true. So they fly down to this these ruins on the other side of Ord Mantel. Uh, their record briefly mentions Kuat. It's a, it's a reference to the planet Kuat uh, being where the Kuat drive yards were, which is where a lot of different ships were manufactured. Uh, at least they were in Legends. I'm pretty sure pretty sure they're also manufactured. A lot of ships and ship parts are manufactured on Kuat. I don't know if we've seen it yet. I do like how Hunter like gives when he says go back to the ship, he says that's an order. Yeah, it was almost like and she goes, Yes, sir. Like like he's like the captain. You know what I mean? Like it was like weird. she wants to feel like she's part of the squad. So framing this correct thing to say is go back to the ship mm-hmm. as don't argue with me, that's an order. In order to fit in with the squad, she's gonna be like yeah, yes, sir. I will I will follow orders because that is what a good squad does. member does. Yeah, it's like, okay. So long story short, uh, the Bad Batch goes down. We encounter a Brizak, which are the large winged creature mm-hmm. that the Zygerians ride, and the Bad Batch is captured. And then we get a scene with Sid back at the thing. Now, did you recognize who she was talking to? So... I knew it had to be important. I couldn't necessarily tell right away who it was, but something, I don't know what it was. Somehow I knew exactly who she was talking to. 
it's the voice and and the subtitles specifically identifying the language as Hatties. That's I think that's what it was. I think that's how I knew because I was watching with, with the subtitles on, and I instantly just said like. Who the fuck else speaks Hatties? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, even though half the universe in this world half the universe you know, speaks does, Hatties. but it doesn't really make any sense. I was like, but who else? You know, and I, I, I don't know. Somehow I just knew who it was. It's the force. You tapped into the force. I, it really, it really was. It was, I might be an enhanced clone. Who knows? <laughs> I clocked it immediately. Yeah. And that's when my brain started working. I was like, is Mochi another like Jabba the Hutt kid? No, Jabba the Hutt's kid is Rada the Hutt. Yeah, and I was thinking too. Wait, is it is it another kid? Like, what's I was, going on here? Yeah, I was thinking like maybe, yeah, maybe they're looking for a baby Jabba. Like, you know what I mean? But like, we already had one of those in Clone Wars. It was named Rada. Well, maybe it was this, well, but but I thought, but maybe this is just a play on that same first episode, right? And then they are going to get the teenage baby uh, Java, you know. So like, who knows? Java has a whole extended family. To be fair, they're all like fucking slugs anyway. So I mean, I'm sure they have like fuck, a fuck ton of kids. Who knows? Have you seen the artwork from the High Republic of the huts that are just like jacked? No. There's, there's art from the comics of the High Republic where the huts have like six packs. Oh, ew. Like the implication is that they can generally be very muscular, but like Jabba just super let himself go. Well, and then also the only other one we, oh, the only other two though that we've seen are his, his cousin slash brother, right? We've seen the whole council in clone wars but they all look like him right they're all like fat and whatever and then his mom is like or i don't know if it was his mom or like the queen of the huts or something she was like just oh right massive yeah 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 she was like this huge like she was like a fucking whale like she was just like she didn't even move that was mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of clone wars episodes that i need to go back and rewatch. And then the only other one was the female one we saw in Phantom Menace, but we, I mean, she's, Jardula. Right. But she kind of was just like, she just had boobs. So it was like, yeah, yeah. she was just Java with boobs. Right. So, which is so clever of them. <laughs> right. How, however, will we identify this uh, slug as female? Mm -hmm. hmm. Let's give her slug boobs. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't give her eyelashes too, you know, like. So, Omega's skulking around on the rooftops. The Bad Batch is trying to communicate to her to get them their gear back. Clearly, hand signals need to be next on the agenda. Yeah. The Zygerian's Russian-accented leader, uh, his is name he, is Rainey. Is we've never seen him before. Oh, we've never seen him before? He seems his so familiar. Is, yeah, his name is Rainey. We've never seen him before. Okay. Uh, he's new. Gotcha. I too thought we might have seen him in the Slaves of the Republic art. We haven't. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I was like, was he in those episodes? Because he seemed so familiar, but maybe not. I just Omega like drops a rock by accident and then drops on top of a cage and looks in the cage. And when she looked in the cage and the growl started, I went, "That was the minute I clocked it." Oh yeah. You're like, that was Moochie. I was like, oh, I know where I've heard this name cried out in distress before. 
in so, Return of the Jedi. So you they actually say it in Return of the Jedi? They actually say the name in Return of the Jedi. I did not know that. Yeah, they have this weirdly extended sequence where after Luke kills the Rancor, the Rancor Keeper runs in and is like breathlessly sobbing and has yeah. this dramatic moment of Oochie. Oh, I like, thought he was saying like something in Hatties in that part. No, it's it's the Rancor's name, apparently. Oh fuck. Okay. So wait, this wait, this wait, this brings up so many questions because not only well well, sorry, let's continue with the episodes so we can get to what this thing is in the cage. They mistakenly uh identify the kid as Moochie. The Moochie is is not the kid. It is the Rancor. As we were recording this, I was double checking because yeah. I thought Moochie was the Rancor. We caught it this time. Everyone celebrate. Charles does not have to go on the next show and <laughs> mea culpa because he actually caught his mistake in the recording. According to Wikipedia, the actual Rancor that is killed by Luke is named Patisa. Ah. Not Moochie. I don't know why, where I've heard the name Moochie before. Okay, so then this is even getting more interesting because I thought... it's a different Rancor. It's a I different Rancor. I thought it was Rancor. the same Rancor too. I did. I thought that was the implication. Because, I mean, this, I mean, we could talk about it now. It does, it's not that important. But we find out later that Moochie is a girl. Yes. And so that brought the implication that the Rancor from Return of the Jedi was female and not a male like we all just randomly assumed, right? And so baby Rancor is not the same Rancor. So it's so. not the same Rancor. I thought it was the same Rancor. But then why would he have... Okay, um, so did they just start breeding like Rancors? In maybe, the like, <sighs> maybe, like I always thought Jala only had one. I thought it was like a King Prana situation where he just hired somebody to get him a rancor but it's like a tiger king thing yeah no it's it's it like apparently they're not the same rancor right i thought they were i thought i had heard moochie before during return of the the jedi but no oh my gosh okay well this is bringing making this episode even more confusing because apparently it is a different rancor right which is slightly undercuts it somewhat in my opinion but yes fortunately we caught that while i was record while we were recording good uh the kid the little kid the falling kid is not moochie the rancor is moochie um they lead the captured people away tech does his translator thing again we've seen him do it in clone wars yeah I had thought that, um, or rather, I had liked that that there were various other people showing other aspects of their skills. I uh, remember I mentioned in a previous episode, I was like, I hope Wrecker gets to do something that's not just like being the strong guy. Well, you're incorrect this time around because I was he incorrect this the... time around, but we do see Tech doing something that <laughs> uses his skills differently. Yeah, I wrote down uh, Wrecker the Alpha. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wrecker is a dom top confirmed. Yep. I was like, this is the only time I was going to let you make that joke again because it was, they literally specifically say at one point, you have to show the Rancor who the alpha is. <laughs> and so Wrecker's like, I can do that. Bradley does not appreciate my top record jokes. <laughs> Even though I think they're top quality content. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what happens next? Uh, so we get some action scenes. Hunter beats up the slaver. Uh, Omega does pick up the light bow, which is treated as a moment, like with its own like musical motif and everything. And then just never gets brought up again. Yeah, it was weird, right? Like, so in the trailer, they made it seem so important. And then in this whole entire episode, she picks it up. There's like this musical cue that's like clearly her theme or something. Yeah. And then she just kind of has it for the rest of the Yeah, she just kind of has it on her arm and she's like, all right, I'm stealing this piece of shit. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it was so random. Like... I mean, maybe maybe we'll look back on the moment with a little more fondness once we have some more context, but yeah. it is treated as like the moment Finn picks up the lightsaber in The Force Awakens. Yeah. And it's like, this is going to be a big deal. So Moochie beats up the Breezak. Uh, then Wrecker and, and Moochie just kind of punch each other until they wear each other out. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny and cute. Um, and we, but we've, release the slaves the slave slavers have been defeated and we have the rancor yay yeah they they did it like and then they i'm sure they were very confused too because they were like wait how do we get this thing back that's what i was thinking i was thinking like what's not like hauling wrath tars you know what i mean like you're hauling a baby rancor so it's gotta be somewhat similar i would have said you're hauling baby rancors we're hauling baby rancors that's right so they go back. Uh, Bib Fortuna is now physically shown up. He says a line where he clearly is asking where Moochie is, but the exact line is something, something Poodoo Moochie, which I know this is probably not the, the case, but I just imagine the translation of that line is where the fuck is Moochie? Right. Yeah, that's what I thought too. He's like, you promised me fucking Moochie. So where Oh, something like that. You promised yeah. me fucking Moochie. Right. Like it's like the R2D2 thing where he's just dropping swears. Exactly. But they ride back. Omega is riding Moochie in. Uh there's a cover recently for one of the High Republic comics with one of the characters riding a full grown Rancor. Oh, fancy. There's also a blonde force sensitive woman. Oh, curiouser. Maybe Omega's an Avar Chris clone. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? That, um, would, that would throw Bradley for a loop because then he'd have to read stuff. Yeah, we'd have to figure out who that is. Um, no, uh, I I liked Bib Fortuna in this scene too because he has his two little uh, Gamorrean guards with him, um, which was kind of fun. And then uh, I like how they took the Rancor away, but why show Bib Fortuna and the Rancor if it's not the same Rancor. This still brings up that same question. Like, what was the purpose other than, like, unless they had been like, oh, they're trying to, like, breed the best Rancor they possibly can. You know what I mean? To get the Rancor they have in Return of the Jedi. Because I'm trying to figure out the timeline. I don't know how old Rancors get and how quickly they mature, but, like, you know, if it's a baby now by the Return of the Jedi, you know, 20 plus years from now, I don't really know what that situation is. 
Like you would think, you would think that's where they were going, but apparently not. We go in and there's a final, uh, final exchange between Hunter and Sid, uh, where she explains that unlike what we theorized in the last episode, Fennec Shand is relatively new to the scene, which opens a question of where she got all this money. But interestingly, she says that the hunt for the Bad Batch is a direct commission. So if we remember from Mando season one, a direct commission is where the hunter goes and personally meets with the client and the client personally gives them the job or does so over to the side so that even the middleman does not know what exactly the job is. So that was an interesting thing, but that's our mystery. And then we get more, uh, oh, you guys must be really special if they're looking for you. And that's where our episode ends for the week. Yeah, he seemed to like kind of imply like, hey, I can keep your secret as long as possible. I wonder if they're going to go back to Sid for more jobs. I think he might be a character that might continue moving forward. I suspect so, or or she might be, she might be like popping in and out like a recurring character. We know she's trustworthy because she, she was a former Jedi informant. Do you have any final thoughts on this episode, Bradley, before we wrap it up as... It was a nice episode, didn't really move the plot forward, but there were some nice character moments, I thought, of showing how the team is growing. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I think it was basically, it was cute, but it wasn't like super plot heavy, which probably will happen next week because my prediction now is next week is the Rex episode. Next week is the Rex episode. Bradley is staking his reputation on this prediction that we will finally get the Rex episode next week. So if you want to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter at at Gold Squad Gaze. You can follow us on Instagram at at Gold Squadron Gaze. You can also hang out with me on Twitch at CWRogers6. I play Star Wars games every Monday when these episodes come out. So drop by and say hi. And that is it for the show today. We're going to do an expedient expedient out here so Bradley can continue being very professional in New York and we will see you guys next week every Monday with another episode of Gold Squadron Gaze exactly we have to make a hundred percent sure that everyone knows this is a woman hut right Does it make sense for the anatomy? Who cares? Who cares? Face boobs.